whoever invented PA system is a smart dude. What a cute, smart person that was that invented this system. You can whisper in your voices till heard a million miles away. I like that. The only problem is it's not good for when you're gossiping. When you're gossiping, you're in trouble because you thought the mic was off and it's on. <laughs> and people hear a thing they shouldn't have heard. Now, I want to prepare the ground for the seed. Amen. There are four kinds of grounds in the Bible. And I, I like to always believe, I, you know, I deceive myself by telling myself, this church is the fourth ground. You know, I call it self-deception. Now, there's some things I just like being deceived by. So I, I don't want you to try and rehabilitate me. I don't want you to try to get me on detox. I'm just intoxicated on that. This is the fourth ground. Church. I just believe this is the Thessalonican believers. I choose to believe this. I, ch I, I wish I had some believers with me. But I choose to believe that we come to worship God tonight. And, I, and God can say anything to me except one sentence. He's not allowed to say to me, depart. But he can say anything as he wants to. Oh, Let's worship Jesus right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Chapter 16 of the book of Luke. I'm going to ask you all to read for me. In fact, Sister uh, Espinosa, can you read for me? Get your Bible. Get a microphone. You're going to read for me because I put my voice on hold. My voice on hold. God gave you guys vocal systems and turned mine down, so you guys are going to do it for me. Amen. You're going to read together. Amen. Don't just look at the Bible. Read, read what you're going to say. Chapter 16 of the book of Luke. Amen. It's a blessing to have your voice available to you. Chapter 16 of Luke from verse 1 to 13. Read thus. And he said also unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man which had a steward, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship I cannot dig. To beg I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, A hundred measure of oil. 
And he said unto him, Take thy bill, and sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then said he to another, And how much owest thou? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill, and write fourscore. And the Lord commended the unjust steward, because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And I say unto you, Make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one or love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Lord bless his reading of this word. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Jesus. Praise God. You may be seated. And my title tonight is Preparing for the Future Challenges. Preparing for the future challenges. There's a study I'm going to be doing with you later on. Why do we have struggles? We're Christians. And when I came in the church, I came in with a bag of problems. <laughs> I had a bag full of them. I don't know how God's going to deal with them. It didn't bother me. I heard he's going to work magic and miracles. So I, let's see what he would do with them. But I came in with my baggages and my problems and my situations. And uh, so I brought it to Jesus. I said, Lord, I want you to see what you can do with it. I'm going to advise all of you, if you're smart, make sure you don't miss nothing I say. Both mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers. You will live to regret it. Listen to me. I have a word from the Lord. Amen. Do everything in your power to hear the word of God. All right? Now, I found out that life was not going to be as easy as I thought it would be. And they didn't tell me either that there was going to be crosses. In fact, I didn't know what a cross is. To be a cross is a piece of stick. That's not a cross, that's, that's Catholicism. A cross is reversals, sufferings, situation, injustice. Paul lists a whole long list of them and says, what will separate me from God? And he named a whole long list of things in Corinthians that would interfere with his walk with God. But he says, none of these things move me. Now they come uh, cut my life dear. Uh, God have to test us before we can rest with him. The disciples did something to Jesus, and they thought they got off the hook. They deserted him when they arrested Jesus. He says, I'm going to get you for that. And John, stick it up with him. John went right through the trials, the imprisonment, and the kneeling on the cross, he was right there when they nailed him, when he gave up his ghost. He could even say, son, there's your mom. 
mother, there's your son, take her home. Then he died. And when he did that, when he did that, he came back from the dead, they all came back to life to him, and he says, one of you here will not see death until I return. And boy, this is trying to figure out who. And he turned right to Peter, the first deserter, and says, you? You're going to glorify me? They're going to take you places you don't want to go. <laughs> they're, going to, they're going to tie you up and, and do things to you. In other words, if you're planning to go to heaven with me. So they tell me they crucified G, uh, P Peter upside down. They nailed him. Every one of those apostles, if you study their lives, they died martyrdom. Every one except one. The guy that stuck it out and stayed with Jesus. You know, the Lord says, I'm going to get those boys. They deserted me. They left me on the cross alone, but I'm going to get them. And, and he got them. <laughs> they all died. They, they, they hung some. They crucified some. They, they saw some in two. They, they flared them. But they made it. They made it. Because <laughs> they told him, he told them, if you, if you love your life, you're going to lose it. If you lose your life, you'll save it. And they know they can come back to life. So the mere fact he came back to life was a blessing to them. This is a very difficult parable. If you read for, on your own, you're going to think, Jesus, you've gone crazy. And that's part of Jesus' teaching. It, it doesn't make sense sometimes. But you have to be careful how you read Jesus' stories because you may think he's endorsing what he's not endorsing. This servant has a job, and whatever he was doing, he wasn't done right. So somebody squealed on him. They rat on him, told his boss that he's not being faithful and that he's wasting his goods and his substance and such like. And so the master says, the master says, uh, the master says, look, I'm going to fire him. I'm going to fire him. I'm going to fire him. And the servant heard about it. Eavesdrop. When he heard about it, he began to word. He knew all the, the clients of his master. Came with a weird idea. I'm going to go tell those guys, hey, how much you owe my boss? He says, 100. So put right 50. How much do you owe? I began to downsize the boss's creditor's list. Amen. And the Lord is telling what he knows this guy's doing. And, he, and his boss doesn't know it. And they thought his boss told him to do that. But he's doing it on his own. And here's why he has done it. He says, I'm about to lose my job. And I know when I lose my job, I can't beg the employer to take me back. I can't dig. I got too much ego, too much pride. I'm not going to beg. So what, what can I do? I'm going to turn my boss's creditors into my friends. So that when I lose my job, they can either give me another job <laughs> Or when I have a need, I can talk to them and they'll help me because I did scratch their back. You know, you scratch my back and I scratch your back. And the Lord said, this guy is smart. The Lord used him to judge us. 
the judge asks, where's your girlfriend? Where's she at? Why? Tongue flu? The devil didn't want her to hear this. So I say that. All right. Amen. It's his girlfriend. He's, he's engaged to her. <laughs> so you better listen real good for her. Hallelujah, because she should be here. Amen. Anyway, the Lord says, the people of this world are wiser than the children that belong to the kingdom of God. I don't like that statement. I wish in my life I can change that. I wish I could do something that God could say, well done, thou good and wise servant. And it's in challenges that people prove who they are and their worth and, and what they are all about. I have no idea if Sister Neely knows she was marrying into. I don't think she knows. Still a good chance. Now she'll have to look back and try to figure out, did I do the right thing or not? I was expecting her to scream, yes, but she didn't. So obviously she's <laughs> contemplating on whether she did the right thing or not. It was not spontaneous. Amen. If I had to agitate it, it wasn't real. So obviously she's still debating if she made the right move. Well, I'm not debating. I'm satisfied. There's a difference of opinion here. Amen. But the Lord says he's smart. He's planning for the future. And for the future, he said, look, I'm going to see if I can survive when I'm either fired or laid off. In other words, my work does not define me. I define my work. It was just a job, and that's not the end of my life. I will find another way to survive. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Survival of the fittest. Let's worship God. When the pastor speaks, make sure you're always present to hear what he's saying, because you need to hear Number two, record what he's saying, because I'm telling you, God is talking through him to you. A lot of folks make that mistake, and they live in perils and never become a pearl. So I'm trying to help those who want to listen. I don't care what you do, but I'm trying to tell you, tonight, it's up to you. Amen. If you get smart and don't miss one word, sit on the edge like uh, Mary and sit at the feet of Jesus. I want to hear everything he has to say. Or get involved in the kitchen if you want to. Get tied up in the bathroom or in, or in the other room in the gym if you want. That's your, that's your problem, but I'm not talking to you. That's at the feet of Jesus so you can learn and make some correction in your life and survive because there are challenges. Amen. Let's worship God. You can't see the future and I can't see the future. The future is unseen, but we can prepare for it. And only God alone is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday gives people depression. Amen. 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 Today give people, what do you think give them? Fear. And tomorrow give them anxiety and panic attack. 
But with Jesus Christ, not so. I'm not looking back. I'm not looking forward. I'm looking upward. You need to squeeze out of the pastor's message everything you can get out of that juice out of that orange. Squeeze it. Don't make the minister your enemy. Make him your friend. Make what he has to say, what you love and want to hear. Otherwise, you are a fool. You're a fool because God chose to speak to you by his word. Amen. Now, I'm going to talk to you very frankly, you mothers. You can use your baby as an excuse to excuse something you don't want to hear what the priest has to say. But you're a fool if you do that. I've seen that before in this church, and they're backslidden. They're lost. They're out there in the market losing their soul because they never learned the value of thus said the Lord. If there's anything I need a word from the, I need to be in the Shekinah presence. I want my kids to feel the presence of God. I want them to hear the pastor's beat. I want them to feel his heartbeat. I don't want nothing. You know, I saw yesterday, my wife, I said, I want to take you for, for a cheap dinner. <laughs> cheap dinner. But I like it. And we went upstairs for a cheap dinner at a shopping mall. I like their cheap dinner. Tastes good. And I sat down there. I'm, I'm, while I'm going in, I saw this ex-saint kid stoned out of its mind. Now, I don't know if I should run, scared of what I should do. Because the kid is bigger than me. That's huge. And I thought, why did you brought this kid in the world? And then dropped it off like that and walked away. And I remember a service like this, some foolish statement that mother made and took that kid down the road of destruction. And I thought, the kid said, Pastor Neely. I didn't recognize the kid. We're staring like this. We're staring at each other like that. He says, Pastor Neely. I thought, is that you? He says, yes. And my heart goes, he says, one night I tried to come to church but I passed out before I even landed close to the door. I was laying on the floor, passed out. I see she's still coming. They said, oh, they dragged me away. I was on the ground. That's not why you brought your sons and daughter in the kingdom of God. They better hear the voice of the preacher. They better see you accept instruction. A lady said on the radio today, Says I am, I'm infested with a disease. It called respect for parents. There's, on the radio, talking about parenting, parenting on the radio, the program about parenting, and the value of parenting. And now kids are spoken to like adults, and talk about their parents like adults are equal partners, and not with respect, and they grow up that way. She said, "Oh, but I'm so glad. This is the educated." And a learned person says, I'm so glad I belong to the era where I was trained. And now I have a disease I can't get rid of it. It's called respect for, for adults. Planning for the future. If the Lord Terry, this building will still be here. 
will outlive me and outlive you. But I hope the kids of this church will survive. I hope they will survive. I'm talking from experience. I've had before at church school, every one of those kids are lost. Every one. I'm going to tell you something God showed me. And then I was listening to home missions missionaries on on website. And there's a couple which I know went to Bible school, and I won't call their names. And they're in a province of ours, and, and they want to link up with me a lot. And the, the husband says, the, fa the father says, you he says, Neil is stronger than me. I'm more liberal than Neil. You stay with him. And, and we talked for a while. Now, he's very, he's pronounced. He's very prominent in our organization. And his wife was telling the story. She said, look, we have to go to this ungodly city where they're wicked, perverts. <laughs> we had to go there, start a church. And I fear for my kids. And she says, I'm going to do this to my kids based on the general trend. trend. And the Lord told her, no. I'm going to stop there for the time being. Let her on ask me what the Lord told her, and I'll tell you later on. Is that right? Clap your hands to Jesus. And I, I tell home missionaries, get on that website and listen to what their testimonies are. Because we can learn from others' life. Rather make the same mistake, learn from their success and their failures. Don't repeat them. Just don't repeat them. Clap your hands to Jesus. The lesson of the ant. Learn it. The lesson of the ant. On my way home today from church, I talked to my wife. I said, honey, you realize that Israel never thanked God for anything? Never. They left Egypt. They pinned gold, God gave them favor. Gold, silver, brass, you name it, they had on them. And church, we read Psalm 78. Remember, the people you're reading about are people loaded down with gold, silver, diamond, precious pearls. Are you with me? And listen to Psalm 78. Just read it. For me, you know. And then, forgive me, folks. I'm going to tell my wife about my childhood days and my, my legacy that I exposed to and how the difference is, is I dare not, I dare not walk in the realm of that chapter because Jesus didn't have to do what he did. I don't care how rough things are. There's something in your life worth shouting about. There's something worth shouting about. And rather than focus on the negative, focus on the positive. And that would bring on the rest. Praise the Lord. But the ant is known for the future. Amen. The ant. And somebody, I think it's Sister Kim Mom, said, if you pour poison on the ant, they'll take it back to the colony where they come from. And I wish to God our saints could get exposed to people of success. And come back with good stories. And not with bad stories. Amen. I don't want the ten spy spirit. I want the spirit of the two spies. They said, we can. We will. We got fruit to prove it. If you don't believe it, look at this. You haven't been there, but I've been there. Here's a fruit right here. We can do it. All right? But there are two types of, two types of future. God, let me know tonight 
that everybody in this church will be Acts 238, living for God, doing the right thing. You have an eternal future. I'm not going to talk to you about that. It's like singing to the choir. You are saved, sanctified, blessed, glorified, on your way to heaven. I'm talking about living on earth. <laughs> life under the sun. Until you get up there, you got to leave with life under the sun. Amen. All right? But we're going to read Psalm 78 prayerfully. Think about your family. Psalm 78. It's about handling hard times. Amen. Now, I don't know how to, put, how to, how to do this right here, but this lad was dealing with the prospect of a laid off. I, I promise when I come to you to do the best research I can so you don't have to say I made a mistake. Now, you can always check me out. You should. You should not accept nothing I say blind. You shouldn't. You have a right to check the pastor out. That's your safety. Amen. Because only one person infallible is Jesus Christ. Amen. It's just the it's just the humility that makes the difference. Are you handling? I'm not the Pope. <laughs> My wife says I'm not the Pope. I'm not the Pope. He has no hope. <laughs> He's full of dope. <laughs> Amen. That's free advertisement. All right. But look, let's get back to ourselves here. The most difficult conversation. I, since I've been married, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with my wife. I've been fired. Have I ever said that? I said I've been laid off. No, she don't know me. She don't ever know me as that. But before I married my wife, that was a story of my life. <laughs> fired, laid off, kicked out. I've been there, done that, lived that. Can write a lyrics on it, make a CD on it. You want my DVD? <laughs> but something happened. I guess a woman straightened me out. I guess. So it's good to have a good woman that can straighten you out. Thank you. <laughs> They're good balancing weight. When I think on the balance, put some weight on it. <laughs> help me out. Hey, this guy's grateful. Anybody else? You mean your wife didn't help you out, guys? Come on, guys. Slap your husband. Slap him for not doing it. <laughs> and somebody said, well, I'm not married. I don't need to know this. Just. Till you get married. My wife, I lost stuff. She, she was planning for her marriage a long time ago. She had a whole bunch of stuff she put away. I didn't know that. China, Japanese stuff. <laughs> All kind of stuff. You know what I had? Bills. Problems. Heartaches. I didn't tell her that. She didn't know that. I hate that from her. <laughs> she married me blind. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, when my wife married me, I had more bumps than the bumps in the road of Canada. Like this. And I thought, boy, if she married me like this, boy, then either she's blind or she's falling in love. I think God just blinded her eyes. Amen. You, you know, they told my wife, look what she went and pick up. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, pick up mean, you know, pick up from the, from the, from the dirt bin and... But you know what? I outlive them. And those who chide her are still barren. You don't curse David dancing in the window. God will shut your womb down. I said, God will shut your blessing down. And they're not married today. And my wife and I are cruising all the time. I'm watching them. Oh, where are you going to get cruise? Where are you going to get cruise? Same guy, cruise. Don't you wish you married him? Yeah, but it's too late. Yeah, she got him. Hello. Praise God. 
make those people who didn't marry a wish they had. Ooh. Lord of mercy. Lord of mercy. You got to have no sense of humor? Where do you guys come from? It'd get rougher than this. I might as well laugh now. Gonna be crying later. <laughs> but he's looking about his security. And what I hear him saying is, my security is a challenge. And my status of security is in question. He said, I don't want to be laid off and be stressful. I don't want my pay to roll back and be depressive. I don't want to face downsizing and be fearful. I don't want to be demoted and feel anxiety, he says. I don't want to be fired and get so anger, angry. I don't want to face obsolescence and be antisocial at home. He says, I don't want to be as mad as hell. Amen. And face with a panic attack. So, he makes an unprecedented decision. He said, look, what am I going to do? I'm going to do some planning for the future. Amen. Do you know that if you don't plan, you plan to fail? Let's worship God. I can imagine. You know, I'm a counselor. I didn't counsel before. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to get out of it now because life is moving on. But you know what? It's hard for a man or a breadwinner, whoever they are, let's be, let's be politically correct, the breadwinner. They could be he or she. One doesn't know. They. They have to come in and give the bad news. Hey! Especially if you don't drink and get drugs in their system. The news is, I'm not sure tomorrow I have a job. Can you imagine the family response? How should they respond? Can you imagine the tense environment? The tenseness in the home? Can you imagine how the old problem of the past begin to surface to the top. Can you imagine that? And can you imagine now the, the relationship is on the rock? And you begin to feel in or that affection. Pretty soon, you know, he or she is not handsome or pretty anymore. All I see is spots and wrinkles. Amen. Hair unkept, uncombed. Tension. Can you imagine Getting on top of my nerves. Stop calling my name. <laughs> Frequent disagreement over any little thing. Or the silence treatment. Or the loss of appetite. I don't want you cooking. Sorry, I don't want you to eat. Well, did he eat up? Well, I don't want him. Sorry, I don't want it. Brother Jackson called me that night. I said, Brother Neil, I found something. You talk about fight, flight, or freeze. But I found a fourth one. <laughs> And he told me the fort, the fort one. Where do you see him asking me to tell you? <laughs> but then the kids become a nuisance to you. Partners are upset over the way the kids are treated. Housekeeping becomes a, a, a grounds for criticism, abusive words, eh? And... You know, the blind spot become their main issue today, or the blame name game, and all that breakup is not hard to do. Talk about a bridge over troubled waters. Like a bridge. What are you doing on that bridge? I'm running from troubled waters. <laughs> Love wax cold, like soup. 
Amen. And it's getting into each other way. Amen. Now, what shall you do? I'm going to show you something here on my board. And I'm going to go back and forth. And it's going to upset a bunch of you because you don't understand the love that your pastor have for you. You, you, you're going to find out one day it's too late. But he was trying to help you. He was trying to give you something that you'll never get on your own. You don't even have it, now you need it. It's like Acts 2.38, us future studied. I won't touch that. I develop a couple, a nuclear couple, we're in a nuclear age now. Mr. Joe Who and Miss Susie, they're married. They're not cohabiting, they're married. I said, they're married. It's not him and Shim. <laughs> it's he and she. Here she is. She's 35, 36 years old. He's 35. Uh, okay. She can still have kids. So can he. And they have, God promised them 70 years of life. Thank you. <laughs> Move my <laughs> Move it if you want out of the way. Put over there if you want over there. Oh, I see. So here they are. She's 36. He's 35. And by the way, if you love somebody, age is irrelevant. As long as you're not marrying a little cradle. Don't rob the cradle, please. You don't want to marry a grandpa. Looking for his dentures for him. <laughs> you don't want to do that. <laughs> you heard a story about this 80, 90 year old woman dating uh, the, this guy who's also 90 years old. First time they went on a date. And she came home mad. And the kids asked, Well, Ma, why are you so upset? Was he being fresh? No. He wasn't getting fresh. Then why are you so mad with him? I always got to wake him up. <laughs> I spent the whole time waking him up. <laughs> He's nodding off on me. That's the first date after so many years. But they have a son and a daughter. And they have a life cycle to live, hopefully to the right, right age of 70 and beyond that. The boy is 8 years old. The girl is 12 years old. That means, listen now, this couple here got to start focusing their life and future on the future of these kids. When they had no kids, it was all them alone. But now the governance of their finance and security is in the hand of these kids. Otherwise, you drop them here to be dis destroyed. So this parenting knows that it's going to take another, for a 12-year-old girl, another six more years before she's on her own, 18 years old. For this boy, another 10 more years before he's 18. That's how long 
They have to be providing for this kids. It costs money. It costs money. Now, are these two going to work to take care of these two? Or will one of these stay home today? Sometimes the man stay home and the girl go to work? Or vice versa? I'm not here to tell you what to do. But let's go to Proverbs 24 and verse 3 to 6. Do I have the same reader still? Or do they retire on me? Read, please, reader. Read, please. Where's your microphone? Read, please. Proverbs 24, verse 3 to 6. Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Wow. We don't know how wise these couples are, but time will tell. So I look at these couples here. Here's a dad. Here's the mother. And the question is, who's working, who's not working? In this case, I put different scenarios. The dad is working, mom is not. Dad's not working, mom is working. Dad's not working, mom is not working. Or the dad died and mom not working. Or dad is working and mom died. Each of those re represent challenges. Each of those represent challenges. Now, you don't think about it until it hits you. But you can think about it before it happened to you. And I'm here tonight to provoke you to do that. Because a happy saint makes for a good church. Amen. Because your home life does affect this church. When you walk through that door, you affect this church. And when you see you're part of the faith of God, you affect us. All right? And we want you to be successful. Now, this family should expect a quality home life where they have a home, transportation, taking care of them, moving around and get to work, etc. Food, education, insurance, saving, and retirement. A good family plan for that. If they don't do that, they're not planning for their need. They're living out by chance or living by plans. I heard this week on the news, kids were eating grass, tree leaves. It reminded me of the king who had, for seven years, hit grass like an ox. Survival of these kids depends on the employability of the parents. Otherwise, government has to step in, and the government become foster parents for your family. And then you become a file and not a person. And then they come to breaking up and the breakdown of the home. Now, this life cycle here, folks, you are going through this right now, whether you like it or not, and I'm just trying to make it more visual for you. I am making it visual for you that you are right now in this plot right here. You may not want to admit it, or, or you want to be an officer in the sand, but look at it real good. And ask yourself, and, you know, if you watch these charismatics on video, everybody taking notes, everybody's drawing stuff, but Pentecostals. They're so smart. 
We have high retention rate. And Lord, forget me not. And I don't believe nothing they say. Because when they walk out the door, they forget everything they saw. And they fall on the desk. Jesus said, they're not wise. My people are not wise. This is not just to you alone. Everybody in this world go through this. Everybody, but everybody don't have the same fate. Some are victim of challenges and others challenge victims. Of, of, I mean, I mean uh, victimized challenges. Amen. All right? Did you know mom and dad is constantly in a decreasing earning employability as time goes on? They constantly are losing their ability to earn money and they're moving more and more towards the poverty line. as their age. So it is important what they do with this 34, 35 years got left. They can spend all their life taking care of these kids, but I gotta tell them something here. When that kid turned 18 and find the person they love, they're gonna abandon you. Mark it down on your calendar. I said your kid gonna abandon you at age 18 when they find the person they love. And you gave up all your career and your goal for them. And they don't even decide what senior citizen home you should go to. You're just a nuisance. And yet if I tell you not to spend all that years on them, it would offend you. Woohoo. Nobody saying amen. You see. Pastoring is not just preaching, it's also pestering. Pestering is facts you don't want to hear. And figures. Now look at this chart real good. Because if you understand this, you won't need a psycho. You won't need a social worker. It's just common sense. That you got 10 years to take care of this boy, and what? Six years to this girl, then they're gone. And by the way, they can sue you for continued education beyond that. The law can't allow them to do that. And you have to do it if you have the money. And the more it is, the poorer you get. And they don't care if you're hungry. And they don't care if you have the ability. All they want is what? Gimme, 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 gimme. I'm entitled. Hello. So the question is, is dad skilled or unskilled? Did dad drop out of school and never finish school? Did she finish her grade school before she got married? Does she go into marriage with a higher education, a high employability? Or does she go in there undereducated, unskilled? And if the guy gets sick and have no availability, she got to go join the bread line, food bank. And the sad part is, he never wanted me to stir her up to go get a job. And all she does is sleep, 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 get fat, 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 sleep, 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 fat, 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 fat. Why, you work your fingers off. If the one that spends the money don't work the money. It's amazing. It's amazing what meddling can do. 
Ubalu, Ubalu. <laughs> Does that sound good? Zachary, hearing me? Okay, girl, you're going to marry. You better know. You better start writing right now. McKendra? What kind of guy going to marry? A dummy? What do you mean? Oh, no. How do you know that? All right. So look at this chart real good. Now, I invented this chart. I wish I could draw it by electronic because it's nice to have. Because when couples come and see me, you know, this is about parenting. This is about family economics. This is about survival. The last says, I got to think about my future. And Jesus said, He's smart. And wisdom built a house. And my wise counsel will go to war. I'm going to war against the inflation, devaluing of the currency. I'm going to go to war against the fact that I can. You guys don't know this. Now, obviously, this family, this family here, has to be home. How many of you right now have an insurance policy that if I get laid off, they'll pay my mortgage till I'm reemployed? Don't show your hands. Now, I don't mean death insurance. Come on, your debt doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, while you're alive. We're in 29 months for a job. I can't find one. You know why you want to have that insurance? Because your grudge paying 60 bucks a month for the next 10 years. You're betting against yourself. I will not be laid off. Not fired, laid off. If you get fired, you're not covered. If you get laid off, you're covered. How many know that plan existed? Let's see those hands. And how many, don't put your hand up after this, if you have a home already involved in that, just in case they get laid off, because you're not eternally secure in that job. Forget it. Even the man that only don't even stay there forever. One day you will be let go. You will be let go. Are you planning for that? No. Then you're going to be hit by a challenge. You're rocking on. Bang. Sudden hit. And the first thing you do is drop out of church. As if it's God's fault. And he's nothing to do with it. He just didn't plan for it. Because we're Christian doesn't mean we're exempt from challenges. Can I move on? You sure? No one is poor until discontent with the means. I don't think anybody heard it. That's a famous statement. That's on, on, on Facebook. No one is poor until discontent with their means. Pastor Neil strikes again. He missed his calling. Art. He's an artist. Tist more than art. Hell yeah. The more I type, the less mistake I make. But I still make them. But they're down to one. I started with a whole bunch, but now they're down to one. 
because I'm determined I don't want to get just a fish. I want to learn how to fish. I don't want dependency. I want independence. I want when you're sleeping, I can still do what I want. Hello? Folks, my wife don't know this. Whenever my wife touched me, it's like magic. I should understand that. I said, touch me, honey, touch me. What's wrong with you? Touch me. <laughs> Just one touch, that's all it took. So, Just one look, that's all it took. I don't want to look, I want to touch. You mean your partner don't have any kind of touch? My God, go grease their hands. Amen. She's mad and I'm talking about her. You know I can do that? She can't beat me up. You can't or she can't. She's got to come on with me. All right. Typical profile. End of life. Beginning of life. This is my hierarchy of needs. You have one, church. Before you got married, you were a problem. When you got married, you married into trouble. When you have kids, you get married to crisis. And the more kids you have, the more catastrophe you feel. And the more you need to know the number 911. <laughs> Just 111. I've heard these moms. Oh, I love to have a baby, and the first one they have, I'll never have another. It bites. You know, marriage is like this. A lot of people want to get into it, but multitude want to get out of it. And they're passing each other by the door, <laughs> wondering, what is wrong? Honey, get out while you can. <laughs> I hear no amens out there. All right. Salvation. That's already covered. You got it. There's no question about it. You have it. But food and clothing, security, home support from you, teamwork, make dream works. You didn't hear me? Teamwork, make dream works. This is very important, husband and wife. Achievements, employability, retirement. You know, I don't know why people look at people's looks when they marry them. Friend, that's the most deceiving thing there is. There's so much powder on there. I'm so much cosmetic. The hair is horse hair. It's not even their hair. The teeth is not theirs. They borrow that from somewhere. And, folks, it's all going to be gone. And all you're left with is the carcass. Holy bone, Batman. <laughs> that's all I got left. Look at that nice wave of hair the guy has. During five more years, we'll be gone. Look at the comb. It's just falling out little by little. Telling you, I'm on my way out. My wife told me she didn't want a bald-headed guy. Look what she ended up with. And go from bad to worse. <laughs> but she stuck. Amen. Get her eyes off my head 
and get our eyes on Cruz. Whew. No amens? I see you. Wish I had a bad cold that I have, right? Look at this, folks. You have to plan for salvation. You have to plan for your food and clothing. If you don't plan for these, it's just not going to happen. And these are planning for the future. And the last says, I can't beg, I can't dig. I'm going to do something about my future. I'm going to make reservations when I'm dropped out of the employment circle. I got some friends that support me. Jesus says, make friend with money. That's what he says. What Jesus says? Make friend with money. You make a five dollar bill here. You know, make makes a habit. Go go borrow a get a dollar bill and walk around with this and never spend it. So you'll never be broke. Try it. Empty wallet invites empty wallets. You don't believe that? Yes. Get the cards out, get the paper bill in. Most of us right now got more plastic in our car, in our wallet than we got paper bills in our wallet. And each one of those are demons ready to attack you. <laughs> They're waiting for the command to attack you. Look at this, folks. You can rearrange this heart if you want to. But how prepared am I for the future? And my dependents, my kids, my offspring. Do they have do I have personal security and their security? They're depending on me. I brought them in the world. So my question here is what do you have that is marketable that can bring them bread and butter on the table? Why should I waste my time in the video games when I can learn how to a new trade? I don't need it, but I'm just going to do it. Put it on hold if I crash this camera and go on something else. Train skills. Do I have that? Do I have market with train skills? Do I have knowledge? Market with knowledge? Do I have specialized training that I could use someday? Credentials? In England, Africans, they come from poverty. Fred? They are permanent students. And all the doctors in, Afri in England are doctors or Asians. Not the British. Not the British. Always immigrants. You know why? They know what poverty is. And they learn the value of knowledge. And the people who have it free, those who have it don't want it, and those who want it can't get it. And they'll fight for it. That's what Jacob was like. Jacob said, I don't have it, but I get it anyhow. And Esau just got rid of it. And God said, I hate him. I hate him. But Jacob was an opportunist. And he stole it from his brother. Or did he? Just surrendered it to him. What is available in my life? Now, look at this, folks. I want you to compute the following. The potential earnings you have. Am I diversified? 
I'm not staying home waiting for them to call me. I'm going to go to them to let me know. Can you imagine? I go. I I, I want to work as a as a as a as a plumber, and I go to I go to the boss like this. He would laugh at me. I didn't come dressing like a plumber. I want to get a, to work as a, as a dick ditcher. I go there with a tuxedo suit. The guy will laugh at the score. <laughs> I got to influence the man. I got to collaborate and negotiate. I'm not going to waste opportunity, which is my greatest asset in life is my age. That's my greatest asset. The greatest asset you have is your age. Once you lose it, you lose earning ability and educability. All right? And time is a punishing thing. Time punishing you for not making use of its opportunity. It never comes back. Yesterday is forever gone. You can never retract it. I almost quit college because I was failing, and I thought, ah. I hang around failures. I hang around those who are succeeding. And I saw what they did and copied them. They went to the library. When the student was given time called S-P-A-R-E, it didn't mean time to pay a shuttle board. It mean go to the library and study. And the guy who all those passes went to study. So I began to do that. And I made an increase in learning. And I passed. Many did not graduate. In fact, eight out of ten didn't graduate. I did. Thank God. I walked across that big stadium floor, and I graduated, my friend, but it was challenging, but I passed, and it's on the best job you can think of, all right? Any plans for sudden layoff? I want to ask you now, friend, can you live honestly on 50% of your wage, even though you don't have to? Only a conscious effort can answer that question. I told someone Listen every week on AM 930 Edmonton. And this guy will give you a program called Cash is King. And he celebrate getting out of debt. He's got millions and millions of people that call into him. And they bring their scenario to him. And he's like a doctor of debts. And then it says, Let's cheer that we, can, we, get, we got out of our debt. And people cheer. You think Christians listen to that? Absolutely not. We expect Jesus Christ to come down here and solve it for us, and he won't do it. That brother preached a message here. You guys didn't get, get the sense of it. He said to the man that was crippled on the bed, are you sure you want me to heal you? you do, do you know what that meant when I'm going to heal you? After this, you have to take up your own bed every day. Do your own walking, that stuff, and so on. So, you know, you sure you want to be healed? Now, if you, don't, if you want to keep sorry for yourself and, you know, and, and all that stuff, I know a lot of people that does that, and they're in trouble, right, today, still, where they are. Do you have a nest egg against being laid off or being fired? Do you have a size Zibble safety net to catch you if you're falling. Even a lifeboat. Do you really have a coping skill or any emergency for six months, unemployment, no funds, no money, 
let me go on here. So the question is, missed opportunities. Christians always seem to fail to capitalize on their youth. They think they're Christian going to heaven enough to get educated. One guy's telling me that. I don't need insurance for my family because God's going to come in here. I don't need the house anyhow. In fact, in one city, they were giving us cheap, free, almost free. He wouldn't do it today. He don't own anything. Now, there's a whole plethora of houses built around him. He doesn't own any of it. I remember in Alberta, when I live in Edmonton, in, in St. Albert, homestead was free as long as you lived there for 10, 20 years. Few people went there because it meant chopping down woods and stay there. It was free. Government wanted you to live out there. Now you can't buy a house there. How many opportunities have we missed to get educated? Huh? To learn new experience and skills and improve our skills. We got talented that can be used as marketable, just need development. God knows you have it. Do we take advantage of education program that's free given to us in our city? Kids drop out of school and go back after they're kicked out. They think I pay for it now, but it's free before. Huh? Was free before. Now they're going to pay for it. Night class. You're praying. You're paying for it. But before you didn't have to pay for it. Now you're going to pay for it. All right. They see no need for upgrading beyond the status quo. I'm happy. You know, just this church do not believe that a wife or a Pentecostal husband job is just to bear kids and be barefoot and wash dishes. I do not believe that. If that's what you believe, that's your problem. Let's go, okay, fine, fine with me. But I believe the wife has a lot more value than that. She's got a brain, you try to use it. She's got hands and skill, use it. Get up off that bed and go work. Because together, dream come through. Sit there and say, I'm praying for God to give you a house. It's not going to happen. You have to go work and get the down payment. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It ain't going to do it. Don't blame God for not giving you what you're asking for. He said, go do something about it. Don't waste precious time on video games. It's senseless. It's useless. You don't gain nothing in return. All right? Failure to read the trend in the economy. There's a handwriting on the wall. The boss is treating you bad. He's planning to fire you. Start making <laughs> some plans, exit plans. Then when he does it, you shock him. I remember my VP used to ignore me for a while, but he was a Christian. But when he saw the writing on the wall, they brought a new guy in, and they called meetings and didn't invite him. and left him in his office going through psycho problems, mental Grief. He said, Neil, I can see the writing on the wall. He started looking for another job before they started firing him. Before they could lay him off, he found another job elsewhere. Because they were able to plan to displace him. You can see the problem coming and you do nothing about it. And you wonder why God don't help you. Well, God is showing it to you. Hello, look here. Never plan for being fired. 
Never planned for being laid off. Never, you know, you plan for being fired? Have six months, you just put up aside. Have resume ready to go. Huh? Leave a good record behind even though they lied on you. Laid off, you buy the insurance policy for being laid off. Unemployment, we got a nest egg. Sickness, well, you got insurance coverage. Upgrading your status, because you know what? If you don't plan to be better than you are today, the company will get rid of you. Because if you've been always doing what you have been doing, you're not going to change. Let's worship God. This is not meddling. It's about planning for my future in challenging times. Praise God. All right. When things go wrong, I mean, why are we surprised? Well, people who don't pay their tithes wonder why God don't bless them. Amen? People who do not and refuse to save 10% of their income say, we can't do it. That's not true. That's a lie. You can do anything you want to. You always do what you want to. Don't you? You always go where you want to. All right? You dream of having kids. Do you know it costs you money to do that? You don't interfere with your employment? Employment with your age? The only time kids are benefited to you is when they get older and hopefully help for your retirement program. And if they don't, you did waste your money. And you waste your time on them. Lord mercy. I don't hear no amens. Amens. I'm right. If they're not part of your retirement program to put you away and take care of you, then you waste all those years taking care of them. Companies offer you benefits and you didn't use it. Companies offer a training program, you bypass it. Sometimes we have to ask the wives. Choose it. Is it all sex or, or all money? Which one do you want? But you can't have both. I'm losing you now. I said, Pastor, you know, we're not all married. So you're planning to marry. You're not a slippery slope. Get married and, and, and repent at leisure. You know what I said? Get married, repent at leisure. Or get married and enjoy it forever. I work hard for this stress and this tension. I deserve it. I love it. Don't, 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 don't rob me of it. Leave me alone. <laughs> I love the migraines, headaches, and the mistakes. <laughs> you guys can't grin anymore? <laughs> this is pastoring. Have you ever lived with an unemployed person who just sleep all the time and just eat and sleep and eat and eat? There's some folks that they eat so much and sleep so much they can't even walk. They're like this. My God, don't get there. Look, folks, budgeting. I can't budget, Pastor. I ain't got time to budget, and there's not enough money to budget. And can't even meet. You're right, because they're too far apart. Can I live within my means? I don't think I can, Pastor. I don't get. I don't. I don't make enough. How much is enough? Winners of lottery prove money quantity is not enough. 
is management. Let's worship Jesus. Is the Bible study okay? I'm trying to help you, and you can help your children, and you can survive in challenging times like these. We have them. All right. Why? But why some folks fail to see it? In your job, don't let the employer meant be I need it. Let them need me. Let them need me. I was at Sushi Bar with my wife yesterday, and I saw a girl walked in there. I thought, that's the kind of girl to marry. She has a big old book, bigger than the Bible, that thick. And I'm watching her, and she sat down there. She asked, she ordered a meal. And she reminded me going to college, and these girls going to college. <coughs> and I'm watching her. And she's doing her homework assignment. She said, you saw that. And she's doing an assignment. And I'm just staring at her. I thought, wow. And she's just gross. And she's just calculating. I thought, so, you know, I'm nosy. When I'm leaving, I says, are you planning to be a doctor? <laughs> she's not quite. <laughs> I was interfering. Now, you know what she's doing? She's not waiting on a man to take care of her. She planned to take care of herself. Marriage is not an escape for financial security. Marriage is for procreation. Oh, Lord. Recreation and communication, communion. I wish I had a textbook to give you guys to write, take notes tonight because you're going to forget everything I'm saying. You're know, looking at me like, I remember everything your pastor said. I don't believe it. I give a test right now. You all fail the first thing. Spell love. V-E-L-O-L. <laughs> Think about it. Stop blaming life and circumstance and everybody. Now, I put there to make sure you don't go over and, and slander me. I'm not here to give you advice. I'm just reasoning with you. Wisdom is not a product of schooling, but of lifelong attempt to acquire it. The key to wisdom is, number one, count the cost before you suffer the loss. Short-term pain for long-term gain. Those who spend the night studying for future, I remember on the airplane they saw a picture. One kid reading the uh, journal, a stock journal, right? And reading the stock market. Little kid, number, Zachary age. It's out, it's out, out, of, out of tin for his age. Another one playing hockey and playing games and, and playing around and wasting his time. And they show you. 25 years later, the one in the stock market is on the 50th floor. And the other one sweeping the street. Nothing wrong with sweeping the street, but it's all, that's the reward of his wasted life. Dropping out of school is not cute. 
quick bucks at young age, you're suffering and older. You kids listening to me? <laughs> My years are behind me. Young people, yours are before you. Clap hands to Jesus. You know, if you guys are all thankful for all this, you're going to invite me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the next every week for dinner somewhere out so my wife wouldn't have to cook at all. Thanks. The rest of you don't clap a bunch of cheap skates. No wonder you're in trouble. <laughs> no wonder you're in trouble. No wonder you can't get ahead. You're afraid to invest in the, in the present. I'll try it one more time. Take the pastor every, every, every Monday, Tuesday with us for dinner at your expense. That's about 80%. And about 20%, what's going to happen to you? It fell by the wayside. I'm just teasing. I don't need it. But short-term what? Short-term what? Gain, but long-term pain. A lot of people are going through this. Pastor, why are you saying this? Because God told me my people are not exempt from crisis, from challenges, from struggles. And I give wisdom, book of wisdom in the book of Proverbs, in the book of Solomon's uh, uh, Ecclesiastes to teach you for this life. It's written for your life under the sun. I wouldn't go to Proverbs and, 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 uh, and the book of uh, Ecclesiastes to find out how to be saved? No. I go to the book of Acts. But I have to, I have to face the work experience and life challenges. I'm going to Proverbs and Ecclesiastes because the wisdom book. Thank you, folks. I clap your hand. The rest of you, you got problems. Paral paralysis. Dropping out of school is not cool. It means you wake up to become a fool. Now, folks, here's my example here. A wife and husband. They got dreams, and they should have dreams. You all got dreams. But if you're on a team, the dream will never come through. I got some stats before I talk to you in case you challenge me. Some stats. These two, they're married, they're coupled. I'm looking at the perfect case. They're optimistic about life. They got a dream. Their financial goal is one day they're going to own a home and have child support available for their kids. And they dream to do it, so they both begin to work. They have no children, and they're saving towards that. They plan pregnancy. They plan parenthood. Now, I hear it now. Pastor, do I use the rhythm method or the tube method? I don't care if you use the blue method. I don't care what you do. Well, I'm talking to adults, folks. I'm not going to hide it from you. God created sex. So if I can talk about it, too bad. So listen to me right now. I'm saying to you right now, you got to plan spacing and quantity. Otherwise, the more you have, the more cost it costs you. 
Now, if you plan to work all your life for those kids, they have a whole room full of them, have a football team. And then call them the Red Baron or the Oilers or the Flames. No, I'm serious, do it. But don't, don't bring them and give them to the government and expect taxpayers to pay for them. Some provinces are welfare state. They, they, they allow families to live off it. And they'll never work. And the kids grow up and do the same thing. And go on and on and on and on and on. And they wonder why they're being blessed. We hate Alberta because they got too much oil. Move where the oil is. Elijah moved where the barrel of meal was. He wanted a drink. Go get it. Guy ain't going to bring it to him. What he couldn't get, the crow brought. But what the crow don't bring, you go get it. Oh, what you got to say, Pastor, you're so smart. Oh, Pastor Neil. You said, Sister Neil, you live with all that wisdom? My God. Ooh. Right, Brother Beaton? You can't say amen. I thought you were in my team. <laughs> but for, look at this right here. She's working, he's working. And someday she constantly decided, I've earned enough money to have three or four or five kids, so I don't need to work. I got a nest egg. I got security to the side, take care of this situation. So my husband can keep on working, and he should, till he dies. When he married me, when he married me, I gave him a Christian worker's license to die. Working. So a marriage certificate this. A worker's license. Yes. <laughs> you heard that? To work. Amen. All right. And, and, and so he keep on working, but she did put away a nest egg right here. She gave her kids. It doesn't affect their dream. Hello. Hello. Now, I show the distance between her money and the dream and his distance between his dream and the money. Can you see that? Now, what if one day they got this strange spiritual revelation from other Patmos that she should stay home and everything stays the same way? But it says in the Bible, I must be the keeper of the home. Hello. And so, I deserve every sabbatical rest. So she just stay at home. She will not work. She could work. She has skills. She's not using it. She should use it. She could help him out. She's not going to do it. Because she said, the Bible says. The Bible says. On the seventh day, you rest. <laughs> so I'm going to rest sabbatical forevermore. And so he works. Look what happened now. The distance between, here, between A and B doubled. What's the chance of them getting what they wanted now? Diminish. And then, guess what? Mr. Jack come to church. And all of a sudden, hey, pastor, I got five jobs. And I got a house. And pretty soon, it bothers you. Well, God loves you more than me. 
I have heard women and men told me that. I'm not lying. I just met, met a group after several digit, double digit years who literally told me that and scream at us that God didn't love them as he loved the rest of the people in church. What you didn't know was they were in a house worth over $120,000 and all that to pay is less than 50 bucks a month. And all that's going to do is pay for the lights and the water. And you know, they wouldn't pay for the light on welfare money they had and they wouldn't pay for the water and told their family the church would not help them. And the family cursed the church. So they lost the house because they wouldn't stay in the house and they were staying next door in the neighbor's house telling them the church don't love them. Not in the city. Please, please don't worry about it. He's not here. And today, though they are, they're mentally mad in their head. You can't slander God like that forevermore and slander his people. And you can't slander the prophecy of the Bible. God is faithful. I say God is faithful. God is loyal. You and I have got to do what the Bible says, and then God will confirm his word. And when God opened the door, you don't shut it. And you don't pout on him. One time he gave the loaves and the fishes. Next time he said no. Is that true? Next time he said no. Get your own. This church to believe. Go get your own oil. Are we selfish? No. But look what happened right now. He doubled A plus B now, so he will never get to the place. Let me see that. I want you to understand that, church. When we make, for, every, for every move we make, the equal opposite move to us, reaction to what we do. Nothing moves without emotion. If you don't spend, save $10 a month, you won't have 120 in the year. And I'd rather have 120 dollars in a year than zero. You want to curse it? Go ahead if you want to. Fine if you want to. But I won't. Because still, $100 is a lot of money on the stock market. Look right here. Examine yourself. Wisdom mean what? Who wants to read this for me, please? Save my voice. Come on, please. <coughs> read that for me, please. Sister, read it for me, please. What it says on here. Wisdom, how to use information in maximum benefit. All right. Knowledge. Recognize what you don't know. Ooh. Discretion. Knowing when to put into action. Understanding. Benefit from information. Provided. Provided. Thank you very much. Now, word, I got to drop my ego, my self defense here, right? And that's myself. Is my house in order? I guess unexpected. I guess economics situation. I guess the workplace. I should take my work from work home and study for problems I have to solve tomorrow on the job. When I get there, I have my solution. I did. My boss told me, you work far beyond your job description. 
You know why I had to do that? They don't like Christians. Make myself indispensable. Make myself needful. And the world's not stupid. They saw Joseph had something going. And they put him in leadership role. They saw Daniel had wisdom. And they make him the president. And if the world see you got it, they'll take it. How can I leave here offended when the man of God is trying to help me? And help my wife, help my children, help my family. I got to learn my lessons from my own mistake and from others. Values simply mean continue living out what I believe. Integrity means the bucks. Amen? Stop the blaming game. So, some calculation. Let's test money and lose. I want every wife who got kids, stop and look at this. Please, I'm asking you, if you're married, go get your wife and bring her on the front seat if you have to. She needs to see this. Bring your wife on the front seat, brother. Amen? You're in training. Come on up here. Bring your wife up here and listen to this pastor. Breastfeed in church if you have to. I don't care if you breastfeed right there. Amen. Give her a milk right here. Why not give her the milk of the word? Come on. One's liquid. One is literal. Come on. Cup in somebody. Milk is milk spelled the same way. M-I-L-K. Come on, somebody. No, she can't give you milk. Sorry. <laughs> sip cider if you want to. <laughs> Amen. Go ahead. Sip cider. Go ahead. I want you folks. Look at this right here, folks. I want you guys to come and look at this because I got some statistic here. My heart, my heart is beating for you, and I worked so hard for you to get this for you. And I'm willing to give you a copy of this, and I'm not telling you what to do with your life. Sit in the front seat. You both of you. Come sit right here. Amen. These guys went to Bangladesh. I'm so impressed with that. I thought, this is outstanding. There must be a reason why you guys did that. Amen, amen, amen. Now, sister, I'm feeding them milk of the word, and you feed that milk of the breast. It's okay. Is all right? I say amen. Where's you guys say amen? What's wrong with you guys? Amen. I say amen. 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 It's okay in Pentecost. Amen. This is no disease. It's all right. Look at this, folks. I did statistical analysis of the impact of lost income. When you fail to plan to calculate the waste of the loss, you never know how much money you've lost. Don't you ever keep your kids home unnecessarily because they're sick. Challenge it because they're losing education. They're losing information. You may be cute now, but they'll curse you later that you went along with what? They were truancy, they call it. Amen. Every family of truancy have dropout kids who come poverty line people. Amen. All right? If you work 40 hours per week or sleep 40 hours per week, how much am I losing? Because my dollar bill is my defense against poverty. I want to look at this here. 40 hours per week times $20 per hour equal $800 per week. If you didn't use your wise time in those 40 hours, you lost that money. That's what you lost. Or if you did work, what you get? $800 per week. There are 52 weeks in a year. That means in one year, you earn $41,600. dollars 
if you are working. If you are not working, and you, you could have, but you didn't. For unsound reasons, that's how much you lost. And that's how much you're going to put in your credit card when you can't even afford it. A person unemployed should not have a credit card. Otherwise, you plan to write NSF check, and that's a crime. Hello? And wife and husband shouldn't have two separate credit cards, and they both are spending uncontrollably. It's either me or you're going to have one, but both ain't have one. Ooh. And if in doubt, do without. My teaching? You know what? I missed the chance. These men did a great job upstairs. We should have a marriage seminar upstairs. But probably some of you guys are not married yet. Yes, you are. You're married to Jesus. Do you find Mr. Adam? Hello. Now, folks. You know, Sister Dean, I found something out. All those who, who, who married guys with the big thing called Adam Apple right here. <laughs> Some guys, they got so worn out, they lost their apple right here. Check you guys out. Do you have Adam Apple still? You lost it? <laughs> Anybody else? Oh, my. I don't want to go there. But look at this. If you live 20 more years, look at how much money you can make. 41,600 times 20 years equal $832,000. This is what Suncor Syncrude call lost of earning. That's why they laid you off. They failed to make that much money per week per barrel. Don't look at me like that. That's why they're going to lay you off. Now, if they're making an adjustment, don't you think you should? If they're going to cut back, don't you think you should? If they're going to rearrange their life and stuff, don't you think you should? Are you going to say, all things continue as they were from the beginning? Zap, you're out. They're going to be a soup kitchen. Look, folks, this is one person making that much. What if the wife is making that much money, too? They'd make $1,664,000. Now, let me ask you a question now. Why would a two paycheck wife and husband both spend at the year and all they have is $5 left? Because they didn't plan. What if one of them spend and the one just to save, and they have no discrepancy about joint account? Because they are together, dream come through. Am I preaching? Amen. Still meeting you like this? Is this good teaching? You know, I'm doing this gossip, Pastor Hill. Preach and record this because the next church coming up from this church, they're going to need this. And I want you to have this ready for them. I'm prophesying. I'm going to get a brand new set of young people. Unmarried, want to get married, and they have to watch this. They're going to have to hear everything I'm saying. 
before they invest their life or their time in anything else or any person, better take a listen to what I've got to say. There's another group coming. I can see them right now in the spirit. And by the way, God said, talk to the church right now because right now in McMurray and Alberta, a hundred plus thousand people are fired, laid off. And therefore, suicide rate has increased. Crime has increased. Divorce has increased. Home closures have increased. And this goes on. So I want my people to have an answer to them what to do. You don't realize that I'm sick and never tell you I'm sick. But my healing gives me experience to tell somebody about who can heal them. And I want you to know, beloved, that God placed this church between the beginning of sorrow and the great tribulation. And we're right in the middle of it. Between the two points. I said, we're between two, two points. We are. We're feeling what's going on. But so did Elijah. Huh? So did Joseph. So did Isaac. We are no different. Jesus spent 40 years on a Roman Empire leadership and died when he was what? Not 40, but 40, but 33 years. Now, look at this here. The optimist gained, retired, fulfilled the next day. The pessimist died with pain and regrets. The greatest regret you're going to have financially is what you didn't do. And you could have done. Now I'm going to talk something. I'm going to touch a real serious spot here. I was taught homeschooling for children. I was brought upon that in teaching, and my our church came from. And now them those schools today still continue on. They still eventually break break up, and and sometimes they do it only for the. The group they have in mind, and once the group get in mind, make sure that they turn they turn over, and so other people get turned into the the world and have to deal with it, and it's a problem. But I want to say this to you folks: I'm not giving you no advice what you to do with your family. It's up to you. You're not. It's not. This is not a salvation and hell issue. Understand that. You choose what you want to do, and it's your benefit or losses. You don't have to do it to please anybody or me or someone else. This is your choice. Now, the impact says, so come and let's look at school situation. God told a missionary in Vancouver, in Michigan, that they should not send their kids to homeschool. It's on the website. And they said, God, why? This is a wicked place. Today, they've got 18 culture in their church. Their kids are still saved and brought people in. This brother have two th about 1,000 people in his church, and most of the kids are won by his kids. So my question was, what's going on here, God? Okay, look at the impact of trying to isolate our kids for the sake of good reasons. You should try to do that, like Joseph, like you know Moses' parents did. 
Look at this. Isolation. What time is it? I can't finish tonight. I can see that. Ooh. But you're, you're, you're the results right here. Isolation or insulation. The positive thing is isolation. The negative part is they have no social skills dealing with temptation in the world. The parents are the teachers, but when they come exposed to the real secular world, they have no response. Can't deal with it. The positive response is godly education, but when they come to defend their faith, they're intimidated. Not able to win others. They refuse to be the salt of the earth. They feel out, out, out displaced. They can't handle as a candle. They still sin. And we found out that homeschool kids still watch pornographic magazines. They're porns. Still turn to drugs. I know from our school we had. Some even become prostitutes, pimps. The schooling did not deter them. Maybe we made them worse off than before. Jesus Christ said that the Pharisees went distance to make a disciple, and when they were through with them, they were too full child of the devil. I don't want this church to be that. And I swear to God, I'll never get into that again, ever. Now, the parental satisfaction and impact is they learn with their kids, but they also lose income. It's a good sacrifice, but is it really? If the kids don't turn out to be right. They hope to save the kids, but if kids come grow up, I don't want to be saved. What about the lost money? They wasted their money, wasted their education, wasted their time. Trying to save those kids from those situations, but the kids let them down. All right? They try to rescue the kids from the ungodly and sinful world, but the kids find it through, through other medium. Huh? Crept in the house of their bed. We have family who were taken to court, and the kids were taken from the parents, and the kid died from drunk OD. And the law is no longer with them. So they turn 18 to turn them loose. Get back to their kids. Perverted, destroyed, messed up. Most of these kids get married and to pagans. They marry under pagan cultural gods. Gods that we taught them were wrong. It did not work. So why do these other kids that went to public school survive? Because God said, I sent you in the world. So your kids are going with you. Go ye in all the world and preach the gospel. Now, I'm not giving your kids any reason to rebel on your parents. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. God sent us in the world. He knew where he sent us. Among scorpions, devils. But don't forget, Jesus was also a kid. Don't forget, Samuel was. Don't forget, Joseph was. So, Pastor, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say? Nothing. Before you give up your wage and your education, and these same kids are going to grow up and abandon you and their partners and walk off and leave you far away. Now, you're poor. You have no education. You have no career. They don't want you to bother them. They're too busy in love with their new partner. And they leave you. Amen? And 
Look what you lost. I'm going to show what's happened to you now. Now, I'm not talking to parents who are already in situation. I mean, you young people get trying to get married. I plan to get married. You can't isolate the devil. You can only insulate your saints to deal with the devil. Because those boys are going to watch on their computer and video and all that thing behind your back. And just as perverted as the ones in the world, like Eli's sons. It's in the Bible. All right. Saints, here's it. Teamwork makes dream works. So don't compare yourself to in the church. Let's see, there's a house for $260,000. A house for $260,000. And Saint A makes $29,000 a year. Nine hundred. Just by comparativeness, I divide 29000 I was saving per year into the cost of the house, giving me an index of 9.66. Now, Saint B in the same church saw you with that house. They only make 12 thousand a year you divide that same twelve thousand that same price of the house look at the difference in the index look at say c make nine hundred a year in the same index calculation look at the difference in that can you see that now saints d stay home and just say i ain't going to work i live off pogi i live off unemployment insurance and they want a dream home. What happened? No. They don't have a what? A nightmare. I prove it to you. By calculus. Figures don't lie, but lies make lies out of figures. I'm trying to talk to you here as if you were paying me $306 an hour to talk to you in my office. So you can't see the value of me to you, but I'm telling you, my friend, I'm trying to help you. You've got children underage, and they're going to need a future, and their future is in your change, and your wife and your change, and your kids change, change and their understanding of what this is all about. Oh, you can go to some other church. They'll never talk about it. But you're going to go in the ditch. With the world, you don't have to. Look at this right here. The conclusion of this calculation tells me St. A, moving to a new home, Saint B have to wait two point three years before they can do it. Saint C have to wait three years, and Saint D calculated is indeterminate. If you can't wait on your income, then you're going to go into credit you can't afford. So I'm not here. To depress you or to shame you if it hits you hard. And if I fail to motivate you, then I really didn't obtain my goal. I still haven't given you an, 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 a solution here. That's now 9.15, so I have to stop and then you go home. I want me to keep on going. And all of those, you're, you're, you're allowed to go. We're going to close your eyes while you go, please. Your exit is now available. I hear footprints. I'm listening to my wife. I wonder who's that. Okay. All right. Solution. Solution. 
goal in life, prepare your family against hard times. Know what to do now. Avoid splurging. Avoid expensive trip. To see family you don't need to see, there are more at expense than an account benefit. There's only your family. Once in a while, but too often stinks. Pastor, you don't talk like that. Well, it's your business. Because they want you to give what you don't have. And you're too proud to say you can't afford it. Wait, don't waste your money. Purchase, lay away. If you rent a car and it's winter time, pay the insurance in full. Because you may crash it. It's less to pay for insurance than pay for a brand new car. Don't put it on your, on your driver's lesson. You may be sorry. Hello. All right. Without preparation, you can lose your job, lose your income. And there's nothing wrong with that. But don't lose your soul. All right. Collapse can happen to you and the company. Don't be a frog in the kettle. Amen. Build your house on strong, biblical foundation. Count the cost of what you're about to do. All right? Be awakened to your surroundings. McMurray is the place to be, but still they're having downturn and adjustments, so make adjustments with them. And really, I was thinking about you folks. I don't know who I'm thinking about in particular. Nobody in particular, but I asked you guys many months ago, many years ago maybe, save it on the side. That when things go bad, you jump from an apartment to a condominium. Next time they go wreckage, you jump from the condominium to a house. And after a house, a bungalow. But it's all a matter of how you save. And you expect things to happen. But if you waste your money on McDonald's, unnecessary trips, that when you're done, you get on the show for it. Everybody needs a leisure. But there's some tri- we, if you spend on something that don't appreciate, you're wasting your depreciating money. Boy, Lord of mercy. Plan to get out of debt. Get rid of it. Cash is king. Mortgage is okay. Avoid credit card penalties. Amen. Don't be married to credit cards. Hallelujah. <laughs> And start losing expense. Habits is the philosophy of life. Write that down, somebody. Put on the webpage. Your habit is your philosophy of your life. You live by philosophy. And to double up what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. Amen. It's true. All right? Save now. Even a dime. You need a financial cushion. You need to plan for a six months. It won't happen overnight, but slowly plan for it. Amen. Get a piggy bank. Stop the wasted. Sit on a pile of cash, not trash. And get interest income. Don't pay it. If you saints were trustworthy and honest, you could do what they do in England and British Columbia. Ten people every month could give each other $1,000. This first month, I give you $1,000. We 
We all give you. So you get in and put ten thousand dollars. Next month, you give the next person ten thousand. What have you just done? You beat the interest rate, and in ten months, you all have what? Ten thousand dollars each. Amazing. If you saints were on one accord, you could buy each other a house. And the next time it's my house, next time it's your house. But some of you could move away too. It wouldn't find you. But the Lord will find you with arrows. Now, folks, it can happen. But that's what they do in Victoria and British Columbia. And the business houses nobody can buy. You know why they're doing that? Keep you out. Plan for lost job. Survive. Sudden loss of job. Sudden layoff. Avoid the poverty line. Store food against rising price. Amen. Cook if you have to and don't eat out. For a whole year. And see how much you save. Mm, nothing wrong with that. Amen. You know why? You have to learn to cope. Amen? The problem won't be lack of money. It's the panic attack you have to deal with. The anxiety, the depression, the mental problems when you can't solve the problem. So I want you to avoid tonight being forced into poverty or government dependency or food stamps or soup kitchen or EI living off. I want you to avoid it. You can't avoid it because great is the Lord. I said great is the Lord. Worship with me. I'm trying to help you. I'm not putting you down. I'm trying to challenge you. I'm saying God's going to help you. If you plan, I'll plan with you, God says. If you grow, I'll grow with you, God says. Come on, church. Hallelujah. It's free advertisement from the Lord. Praise God. I'm not taking up to a depression tonight. I don't expect you to make 10000 tonight. I quit your job tonight. I'm going to work tomorrow. I'm saying I have a long-term plan. This is not a, uh, a, a $1, one miles, I mean, yard sprint. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. I'm passing the baton. Let's worship God. God, teach your kids to say, to say no to your kids. I don't want my kids to run a school, school meal program. I don't want my kids to be homeless, amen, or be parentless, or be dropout, or be caught up in truancy. Amen. And when I get home, I want my kids to know that they're my, re my retirement safety net. You better tell those kids that. Boy, I give up jobs for you. I give up a lot of stuff for you. When I get old, you better take care of me and I'll bust your head off. I brought you in this world and I'll take you out. <laughs> Let's worship the Lord. That's right. Right now, kids are an expense account. They're no asset. They're an expense account. They bleed your pocket. Can all you men say amen? Amen. Amen. It's us. I got to work our backs off to give it to them. Come on, man. And kids, when daddy come home, go meet him at the door. Take off his shoes. Oh, God. Take his bag, for, his lunch bag from him. Treat him with honor. 
He was in the cold, freezing, where he would lock the classroom playing games. Don't waste kids' education money on toys. That's no good. Amen? Amen. Take care of Isaiah. Amen. Bless him. Amen. Have a vision for your family and your future. Manage your situation. Don't be controlled by it. Plan your next move. Amen. Don't be windblown. Organize your facts. Evaluate your options. And don't be depressed. Recovery. Amen. Is not a sprint. It's a marathon. We're going to say, 10 years from now, here's where you want to be. Five years from now, here's where you want to be. Don't and say one year from now, here's where we plan to start. Don't expect to jump to the end right now. It doesn't work that way. David was anointed for how long before he became king? How many years? 40 years. But the anointing was on him to be king. But he waited 40 years. Joseph to wait 17 years for the dream to come through. You got a dream home. I may not be living around to see it, but a friend, God will give it to you. I say, God will bless you. Come on, church. I'm telling you the truth. Amen. Five ways to stop wasting money. All right? I'm going to pass this around here. This is very provocative. I hope you can speed read because I went back real quick. No, you know, I read it. It's one. I'm let one. No, you read it first and pass it on. If I show the wives only while I'm talking. The first, in fact, I tell you what, let's make a copy of these. Who can do this for me, please? Is there a colorful machine anywhere? How many want a copy of this? All right. Did my office, baby, or somewhere can get a copy of Our upstairs, I want a lot of copies to give away because I did it for you guys. Upstairs. Or I could put it on the board outside. You can all read as you go along. Ask of these questions to plug the leak of your money drain. Do I really need a line of credit? Do I need a, a bank credit card? Do I really? Do I really need an overdraft? Do I really need a switch bank? Do I need an ATM in, your, in my life? Do I need extended warranties? Do I need to purchase it now? Come on. Do I need a one-time purchase or consider a subscription? Do I need more insurance that is overinsured? Do I need to do all day shopping this year? Come on. If you follow me and drop Christ and Christmas from your holidays, you save a lot of money. We're going to jewel the store. I, I laugh at the thank God my wife don't wear jewelry. I don't have to buy it. Ooh, just, just walk past it. She don't miss that chain, the earring, the finger ring, the nose ring, the toe ring, and the bull ring, and all that kind of ring. Or the bull ring. Don't have to go on that trip this year. What are the benefits? Do I need to scrap my budget living? Hey, family, I can't come and see you, but I'll Skype you cheaper. See them on Skype. What's the difference? What's the difference? When you're in the grave, they won't see you at all. Probably visit the grave. <laughs> Never mind. Missing you. 
How about overspending? Watch those demons. Oh, credit card. They're, I got a lot of demons in my, in my wallet. A lot of demons. They're demons. That's what they are. Credit cards are demons. Okay. All right? So, do I need the store credit card? There's certain store when I pass them, I know the demons attack my wife. And I know I got no spirit to drive them out. I can't drive into it, but I can't drive out of it. And I park my car, the demons are taking over. And she goes in there, she shop, 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 shop. And the worst part is she may not buy nothing. That part is good for my pocket. <laughs> but I wasted all that hours. But a happy wife in the day keep a happy husband at night. Man, you have experience. And the rest of you got no experience. You got a problem. Do I really save by buying this so-called, they call it on the phone, or will it hurt my existing score, my credit score? And it goes on, sure. Now, I got some things to close on this here. Emergency kit. Ask my wife, again, do you have these? In case you say to me one day, physician, heal thyself. <laughs> Let's stand. Church, I don't know how to tell you that I love you, except the way I'm telling you right now. Pass it around, please. Pass it, Steve, pass it around. Quick. I would suggest you invest, if you're working, layoff insurance. Because you have to be there at least 90 days in the system before you can start drawing from it. You know, I bought insurance for my mom to go on a trip, and she's in her 70s or 80s. I pay a lot of money. But I know the hospital can cost millions. So I was willing to pay it to be covered. Amen. I don't blame you, he wants to go to bed. <laughs> Emergency kit. Do you store dry food? You know what? I'm guilty of this. I got storage with dead clothing I don't need, dead stuff I don't need. You know that. Amen. There should be good stuff stored in there, right, that I could live on. I can't eat nothing in that thing. What a waste. You know what I should have in there? Rice, peas, salt fish. What else? Water. Not cakes for water. Water tablets. Dry goods can survive. You guys don't know this. Upstairs I have, hidden from you guys, I bought a meal package to last 20 years famine, and I hid it. I hope you didn't throw it away in the garbage. <laughs> it's specialized food. But the year I tried to buy, the year 2000, you know they told me? American first. And they wouldn't give it to me. But I can pull it out and instantly become instant food. It's survival. Because I want to tell you, we had a Russian McMurray one time on groceries, the fire. Within a day, every supermarket was empty. I learned the danger of not having my car full of gas. Because if you have to leave the city in a, in a hurry, you have to drive at least 150 miles to this gas station. Church be wise. Do you have an axe? Winter garments? Lights? Candles? Knife kits? First aid kits? Sewing kit? Camping equipment? 
compass. I can't need a compass, but I'm going to get one anyway. Hiking backpack, water clothing, a life jacket, a blown up boat. You can be traveling down the road and all of a sudden water coming up, you can't get out. It can happen to you. We don't think so, do we? Do we have batteries? And the list goes on, church. I gave you before information on that. I'm going to stop. You've been so kind to me in time. And my throat's coming back. I'm so glad for that. It's, it's your sorrow and my gladness. What do you think? You still want to get married? After all that punishment? You love punishment? My Lord. She loved punishment. Well, God have mercy on her. I bless you. <laughs> you still want to get married? You still want to stay home, wife? <laughs> Anybody else on that side? I think you got a baby in your hand. You think you can handle that? <laughs> He's smart. He said, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's no fun having babies. It's a work. Any question on this side? Be honest with church. Be honest with me. Come on. Open up to me. Because after church, I'm not talking to you. Talk. Come on. Come on, closer, please. Use the microphone. Shoot hard question on me. Thank you, first of all, for teaching about this tonight. Because it's very prevalent and relevant to a lot of... Uh, people in uh, church tonight. Uh, but when you're facing unemployment or uh, not having a job, are there any things that you should have as a requirement for the new job, such as taking a lower pay or completely different hours? For somebody working Monday to Friday, uh, should they consider going to camp or uh, 21 on, uh, 7 off, or some sort of a shift work? Uh, which is completely opposite what they're used to or something like that. First of all, when you're laid off, think about the benefit. More time with your wife and kids. You can see them like you've never seen them before. You have a chance for having more kids. <laughs> think about the blessing of that. And let's think about the, the, the support, as long as the wife is not grumpy and fault-finding, and say, I'm tired of you being in the house. If she's supportive, she make the experience okay. If she's smart. And I'll say, well, we've got nothing to eat, but she's smart, and she's praying for him. She's supportive. She knows he's trying his best, and she's going to take care of pinching and making things work. Amen? And she'll do anything she has to do to help him out. Now, when Suncor was on strike, and I used to work for them, I had to work shift. They locked me in, or I quit. And God said, told me, don't quit. That means locked away. So I couldn't go to church. For all that time, I couldn't go to church. The guy might have to run the church for me. We are flexible people. God is not unreasonable. 
Chief work is not a curse. One pastor told me, I couldn't live here. He says, I want saints at every church. That's right. He wouldn't have a church. He just wouldn't have a church. Because this city is built on rotational shift. He's unrealistic. But in his church, he tells his people to quit good job and take janitorial job. I will never tell you that. So you'll never find a doctor in that church or a teacher or a lawyer or a nurse because he tells them to quit and be in every service. God does not expect you to be in every service. I can prove it to you. On the festive seasons, the Bible said, if you couldn't keep the Passover, I mean the, the festive, on a certain date, God give you another month to do it. God is not unrighteous. It's willful sinning God is against. If you work shift, you work shift. That's all there is to it. <laughs> That's all there is to it. You know, if you can't come, you just can't come. You have agreed. But it's not that you stay at home and you're slacking off. Then God's against that. Right? And whatever you got to do to find a job, as long as it's honest and not selling drugs, and you're not a pimp or selling alcohol, it is okay. You can walk with pride when you come home. I had a fair day of honest labor. And retraining, you're smart people to do it. You may never use it, but go ahead. Right? If I was unemployed, I'd go for a job at Zeller's or the store. I'd push the cart. I don't care what you think. When I get my suit on, I'm just the best guy in town. <laughs> when I eat my lunch about dinner, I'm the best guy in town. Nothing wrong when I go to Salvation Army and get some bread. What's wrong with that? Those are my safety net. Amen. Whatever you got to do to survive, your family is first. You are going to do everything in your power to take care of your family. Don't get so spiritual in mind, you're no earthly good. <laughs> Be sensible. Amen? And wives, learn, and ladies and gentlemen, learn to work within each other's means. If you agree the wife stay home, then don't badger her that the ends are not meeting. And don't badger him that we can't get the house we want because you don't make enough money. What do you want him to do? Steal? <laughs> Be happy. Be what? Happy. Be content in the state you're in until God make another way out. But when you start beating up each other for not making what they can't make, then you force your husband or your wife into unrealistic time frame. He's, he's tired, and one is going to blow out on you and cause you grief. Or just walk out on you. <coughs> Does that make sense? So don't use the church as the reason for, for your starvation. <laughs> what are you got to do? Take what you get. Amen. There's no perfect situation. Some of our pastors are police, some are soldiers, some are judges, some are lawyers, but none are crooks. <laughs> Ask you a question? Anybody else? You can't be in every service. Legitimately. And you know what? 
when your company have problems, they need you. Hallelujah. I used to run from church and run to work, help them in their crisis. Because they needed my help. And I'm a part of their profit. I could just say, well, I'm, I'm in churches. To the sabbatical, they ain't coming. Nonsense. Get all their help. <laughs> Amen. You have an obligation. Any more questions? Be honest with me, guys. Come on. Talk to me, sis. Um, Pastor, when's a good time to start getting your your children to start getting a part-time job? When's an appropriate age for them to do that? Because when they start getting a job, they're also going to experience that missing church. I will say, don't have your kids missing church again if you can avoid it. But you should never give your kids money without a reason for it. You want allowance, you carry the garbage out. You earn what you get, otherwise you get nothing from me. It's not free. And by the way, I'm going to teach you how to give me gifts. I'm going to buy you, give me money to buy, buy me a postcard. I'm going to put it on my desk and tell me you love me. Otherwise, I'll ring your nose off. <laughs> well, if that's the only one they can get, but we'll try not to let them do that. Give me the idea of losing, right? But again, we want them to be, you want them to teach them not to miss church. So you have to work it out. Family values. It's your family values. Somebody else. These are good questions. Kids, ask me a question. So when do I leave home? Now. I know. <laughs> Anybody else? Come on, guys, I have a question. I should have a comment. God bless. With uh, Nick and Sienna, uh, as I wasn't directly with them a lot, um, and I see the value of education and the value of a dollar. We've all had it, and we've all lost it. Um, I tell Nick and Sienna that their job right now is education. That's all. And I will take care of the rest at that time, or we will. And uh, But during the summer or time that they have designated off, then they actually do have to work. And um, I made a deal with them for every, uh, say, $100 that they earn, then I will give them $100. It didn't really work out in my financial interest for Nicholas because he's good at making money. But with Sienna, it's, it's okay. But um, those are just things that I said to the I don't know. Obviously, they weren't biblical because I wasn't part of church at the time, but... And uh, it, it's worked. It's, you know, um, both of them freely um, won't spend money, you know. Nick had enough money to buy a bike at one time he wanted, and he waited until it went on sale. That's, I couldn't even do that. Like, I openly said, you earn the money, buy the bike, and he waited. I think it was three months until it was almost summer over until he got the bike that he wanted, and he paid 30% less, so... Now, that's a good point. The grading of your, of your child's report determine how much outside responsibility they take on. They're struggling at school. You better not send them to work. In fact, there's a teacher right here. Come talk to a teacher. Come on, come here. 
you tell me, what, what are your experience with, with kids without giving away any names or such like, how should kids be developed? Because I believe education is first for them from uh, kindergarten up to grade 12. And that should be their priority. But you don't give them money free. No way. They pay for it. Yes, based on what Pastor said, and I'm going to go back a little bit. Most of our families that we lost within this school board are single-parent families. Mothers who are just at home, they have four or five kids and they don't work. So the man loses the job. All those kids are gone because you have to go back where they came from. So that's why the numbers went down. And for our kids in high school, they placed them like green, mm -hmm. orange, and red. And most of our kids that are graduating high are dropping out of high school or not making opportunity of getting their 12th grade in the high school, they're in the red zone. And most, all of them, why they're in the red zone is because they have jobs. Ooh. And they just have jobs and they're working this big money and they just Ooh. don't complete high school. The kids have jobs. Those are the kids who are failing, the kids with jobs. With jobs. And our best up here, they're not being smart because we catch up with them when? Later. Because the job is quick cash, but they have nothing retention. I've always taught, in the beginning of this city when I was here, you always go for education first and skill first. Amen? Before you go for money, because money passes. Where's the thing I asked for? They've taken forever to come here. It shouldn't take that long. Don't forget it. Bring my, bring my original back, please. Don't bring it back to me. It's taking way too long. It's upstairs. It's taking too long, way too long. Sit for a minute, please. I need to tell you what the, the stat says. The stat says, I don't know why it's taking so long. It shouldn't take so long upstairs. The stat says, stay, mothers get ready for this, and fathers take it for this. It makes sense. Statistical record shows stay-home mother always live below the poverty line. And when it's all over, they're the poorest people in the community. Thank you. It says here, where's my original? I don't have my original here. Okay. It says, in, four, in, in, in can I take a few minutes here, folks? In, 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 in 1967, 49%, okay, of mothers were working, uh, were, did not work outside the home. It says here, mothers with children younger than 18 years who do not work outside the home, in, in 1967, 49%. It says uh, in 1999, 23%. In 2012, 29%. It says usually the, uh, the married with working husbands is a, is a higher percentage. Okay? Now, what I want to show you here, it says mothers are categorized based on employment status in, pass around please, somebody. Give first to the family first. The, the family, the mom and dad's first. Because then I can close this down pretty quick. Okay, on page, it says seven findings about stay-at-home moms. Just those with families. Those with families, husband and wives. And children. All right, you can see 
the seven findings, the bottom line I'm trying to show you here, it says on page four, on step four, it says stay-at-home moms are poorer, less educated than working moms. Stay-at-home mothers are younger, poorer, and less educated than their working counterparts. For example, 34% of stay-at-home mothers are poor, compared to 12% of mothers work, working mothers. They are also less likely to, to be Caucasian and more likely to be immigrants. All right? They give you percentages there. All right? And page on step five and six, it gives some statistics. I didn't make this up. Stay-at-home mothers. Because I want people to understand what they're saying. Husband can say, stay home. But do you plan to take care of that mother? If you control the purse string and she got to beg for every dime, then her staying home make her codependent, not independent. She got to beg you for every, every shoestring she want to do and, and justify every money she spend. That's a poor understanding of what this means. My Lord, my God. Can I please buy food for the baby? Can I spend money for, for the curtains? And where's all the money going? Where are you spending all the money? That's a dumb husband. You understand what stay home? If I was a wife, I ain't staying home. I'm going to work. My own money. If you want accountability for all that money, then ask him, why is he not working more time for you to get more money? Pass out to those who don't have. Okay, look at five and six. Those who stay home by choice is a necessity. Like single parents. Remember, the kids that are going to become the prime minister and the so-called leaders of the society are those who stay in school and graduate. If you don't have credential, who knows what you're worth? Nobody knows. Okay, look at, look at five and six. I don't have time to read all here. You can for yourself. Look at seven. Then it's done. I gave it two sets. I also gave you a set to deal with, uh, if you're, I'm going to stop right because it's late. And it's cold outside. Now, if you want to stay home, that's your prerogative. If you want to go to work, that's your prerogative. You've got to work it out. I'm not going to bring a doctrinal statement on you. It's up to you. But know what you're getting into. That's what I would tell you. Listen now, single girls, it's a lie that you deceive yourself. I get married first, and then when I'm married, I go to school. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's never work. It's comfort for a fool. Don't be that fool. Many girls today wish they listen to the pastor and finish their school first. I know them right now. And they have to give it a comfort every dime they spent. In fact, they don't get the dime they wanted. And you become a beggar, not an equal partner. And also, make sure when you say stay home, work out the household chores responsibility. How much expect your husband to help when he comes home? Ooh. I don't hear no amens here. Why do I get into this thing? My wife asked me, why do you preach all these things? Because God told me to. 
How much garbage does he have to carry out? How much have to help with the baby? How much have to do a change diaper? I get up at nighttime. Okay, you land your sperm and your seed. Now get up and feed that thing. Well, I don't believe that. Read Solomon's song, what it says. Let's stand. <laughs> well, how about this one? I'm the head of the house. And so my wife shouldn't have no say because she don't work and she got no say in that field. I'll do all the decision. And your history is a bunch of failures. Every time you make a decision, we're in trouble. How long do you think she's going to listen to you? When does she need an escape plan? Come on now. When does she need an escape plan? Well, I'm the head of the house. Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you, I didn't vote for you. If I had to vote right now, I'd demote you. <laughs> head of the home does not mean you're the boss. Does not mean you have all the answers. And because she's not working doesn't mean she'll have a decision to make. You can't just move in people on her and move in decision on her with her input. You've got to live with it. <laughs> I can laugh about this because I can invite her for dinner, but I'm not cooking. <laughs> My wife's going to cook. I'm going to ask her if she's going to cook for me, you guys, because I didn't ask her. I hope she can't cook it. So, you know, ladies, we see her stay home. Ask him, what does that mean? What do you expect from me? And ask him, you going to raise money so I can spend it? Because he's going to ask you, where are you spending this? Where's your money all go? Where would it all go? Where would it all go? And you know what? He's the one wasting all the money. Skidoo. Huh? Golf club. Motorcycle. Comic strip. Video game. You can't buy one curtain rod. Let him ask you, do we need that rod again? Yes. Where's all the money go? Look on your plate. And then look in the mirror in your tummy. No, I'm serious, guys. No, I'm serious. These things happen. You know, you, you're the head of the house. If you're the head of the house, you know what I mean? You're very humble. The best scripture I know for women is God told Abraham, listen to Sarah. When husband says, I'm the head of the house, it says, listen to Sarah. Mr. Myers, any question? You may ask a question for your husband there. What is he? Needs him straightened out? Is he, is he out of control? He's good. He's not, not under control, but he's still good. Would it be any question? Any ideas? Mr. Beaton, any advice? Sorry? Good teaching. Amen. How about you kids? Austin, any question? Brother Marlon, any question? Hallelujah. Baby's crying here. How about you been over there? No question? Brother Facey, any question? Brother Jason, any question? Good teaching. Hey. Great teaching. All right, all right. Brother Chambers? 
Just the nail, don't say it. <laughs> Let's pray. Thank God for our teachers and our saints.